welcome to episode 206 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working right outside Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family here in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. Our goal with this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. And like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs and the internet, anywhere online that I can find a recipe. We'll have all of them, tips, the smorgasbord, and a shopping list for each recipe on our website at dinnersisters.com. All right, Kate, this week's recipes were hot charred cherry tomatoes and cold yogurt, by it, which was in the LA Times by Yoda Motolenghi. Garlicky Greek yogurt pasta with sautéed lentils and chickpeas by Fox's Love Lemons, and smoky and spicy yogurt marinated chicken kebabs from Serious Eats. A lot, a lot of long titles today. A lot of yeah. long titles. <laughs> and so, but this episode really, instead of, it's not a long t- title episode. What it is, is about a staple in my fridge, and for a lot of folks I know, for you, Betsy, which is a carton of yogurt. I mean, Greek yogurt, like, I think it, like, swept the nation. It felt like all of a sudden yeah. everyone was, right? Like five, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went from like only Yoplait to like every no yogurt known to man and people always had it in their fridge. So what are we going to do with all of it? Like there's only so many parfaits you can make, you know? And so we've got some answers for you this week. Yeah, I almost always have yogurt in my fridge and I really use it at breakfast. I know we've used yogurt in some recipes you know, a couple times in the podcast, but I'm always looking for more things to do, especially if I have like half of a little tub sitting in there that I just want to use up and could use some new ideas for it. So I love the, I love this episode. Yeah. All right. Well, our first recipe actually is a recipe that uh, you made, Betsy, speaking of using Mm -hmm. up yogurt. It's the hot charred cherry tomatoes and cold yogurt in the LA Times. It is from Yodom Odolenghi's book, Simple, which we've reviewed in the past, which is, I think, Betsy, is that why you cooked it the first time? Yeah, I yeah. found it in the book the first time. Yeah, yep. and we loved it so much. We had to see, like, we're like, oh, maybe we can find this online, and then people th- can cook cook this recipe. And then the LA Times did have it from like 2018, which is fantastic. Um, so we're, I was excited to make it because I hadn't made it the first time. Um, it's, I would describe this as like a recipe of contrasts, right? Like it says in the title. So there's these hot broiled tomatoes, and then on top of this cool garlic yogurt that's been swirled in a platter, and then you've got some fresh herbs, a little bit of the the lemon flavor to it. So to make it in a mixing bowl, you combine the tomatoes that you've got, which are um, cherry tomatoes, with olive oil, cumin, sugar, garlic, thyme, oregano sprigs, lemon strips, salt, and a good grind of pepper is what it says in the recipe. You mix that to combine and then put on a baking sheet that's just big enough to fit everything like maybe a quarter sheet pan, but about like six by eight inches. You want to be snug. Place that sheet pan about two inches beneath the broiler and roast until the tomatoes are beginning to blister and the liquid is bubbling. It takes about 20 minutes. And then you turn it up to high and you broil that until the tomatoes start to blacken on top, about six to eight minutes. When the tomatoes are roasting, you combine the yogurt that you've got with um, grated lemon zest and a quarter teaspoon of flaked salt. And then you chill that. And then once the tomatoes are ready, once you spread the chilled yogurt on a platter with a lip, 
or in a wide, shallow bowl, kind of, you know, so you kind of have enough <laughs> to hold everything in. And then you spoon the hot tomatoes on top along with her juices, the lemon strips, the garlic and the herbs. And then you finish it with a re- oregano leaves on top and chili flakes. So Betsy, like, how did this work out for you? How did you like it? I loved this. And I was so surprised when I made it the first time how much I liked it. Mm-hmm. It just happened to work with the stuff I had in my fridge. And I thought, okay, well, let me try this one out. And I was surprised how well those little lemon strips came through with that citrusy, mm. like roasty mm-hmm. citrusy punch. Yeah. And the tomatoes were so good with the cold yogurt. And I thought just for an end of summer meal, it was delicious. So I made this on a night where it was kind of a light dinner for Ryan and my just mm-hmm. we kind of ate it and the kids had leftovers. So it just sort of filled out one of those sure. like let's like eat from the fridge nights. And it was a nice addition to that because it just was, it's just delicious. Well, and sometimes on those nights where you're kind of doing leftovers, you can like make something that's not too complicated, but feels like you made something. It's like a new thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. feels psychologically yeah. better too, you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I loved this too. I had this with a couple slices of toast on the side because I love to like pile it up on some bread, you know? Yeah, I think in the book he does say eat this with like good crusty sourdough mm-hmm. to sop up all the juices and the yogurt. And- yeah, yeah. I had it for yeah. lunch. It was delicious. Kind of had to stop myself from like eating the whole thing, <laughs> which would have been like a lot mm-hmm. of tomatoes, you know, for yeah. one person. But I just like could not stop. I made this in my air fryer. Oh, that's because yeah, because I have like a toaster of an air fryer, so that really worked. And I think you could probably like make the tomatoes and hold them, make the yogurt and hold it, and then like heat up the tomatoes in the microwave if you wanted to make this as like a a lunch for a couple days if it's just like you mm-hmm. or whatever. But honestly, you know, I made it once the big batch, had it for the second day, it was delish, and I did not mind that the yogurt. Like, I kind of had the tomatoes and the yogurt out for a little bit when I made it the second day. So you didn't get the contrast, but it still was super delicious. Like, I'm not – you know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> I did not turn it down. I have a lot of friends um, that have a lot of cherry tomatoes right now. I feel like it's one of those prolific tomatoes that you just mm-hmm. end up – you're like, what? There's only so many salads I can eat. And this, I think, is a really great way of using up those cherry tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. That cherry tomatoes with a Greek yogurt mm. is just, oh, it was so good. I was so surprised. Yeah. And so I would highly recommend and have been recommending this to people. Yeah. And um, I'm like five out of five oh, on this. gosh, one. same. Same. Yeah. yeah. Make this now. Like, please make this now. I did not have garden fresh tomatoes and it was amazing. I'd imagine if you're growing your own fantastic cherry tomatoes, this is even better. Yeah, agreed. All right, so our second recipe of the day is a garlicky Greek yogurt pasta with sautéed lentils and chickpeas by Foxes Love Lemons. Kate, tell us about this one. First of all, I love the blog name. It's such a cute mm-hmm. – anyway, I don't know what it's – I haven't looked it up anyway. I just had to say. Uh, yeah, so the reason I thought of this recipe is I had a yogurt pasta recipe bookmark like from years ago for the podcast, and now I and I couldn't find it for this episode, which is driving me bananas. But I did find this one. <laughs> Which I was like, okay, it has a lot of pantry ingredients, which I thought was perfect. And it's kind of that creamy, savory pasta thing that's a very satisfying vegetarian dish, right? Because you got the lentils and the chickpeas together. And so I was like, okay, well, let's try this out. And so you basically cook some spaghetti, 
Make sure you set aside that pasta water, of course, and then you drain it, set that spaghetti aside. And then you're browning a sliced onion and some olive oil for about eight to 10 minutes until it's dark golden brown. This is not caramelizing an onion that takes a lot longer. This is actually like browning an onion. So it does kind of have a little bit of that oniony tang to it. Anyway, it's just like pet peeve of mine. Brown caramelizing onions takes a really long time. <laughs> and just, yeah, just yeah. like cooking them dark golden is actually not caramelized. Anywho. That doesn't matter for this conversation because then you're going to add in some chickpeas and lentils, cook for a couple minutes, stirring frequently just to warm up the chickpeas. I found my lentils kind of popped a little bit because I had it on pretty high heat. And then you take that mixture and you put it in a bowl, cover to keep it warm. And then in the same skillet, you're going to heat up some oil again, add your chopped garlic, cook for a minute, and then add in milk, yogurt, lemon zest, salt, and pepper, which I looked at this and was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> this could be terrible. Um, yeah. And then you just cook it two minutes until it's warmed through and you're whisking constantly. And actually, and, and then I was like, oh, this looks really good. It's kind of like this, you know, creamy sauce. And then you add your pasta to that, um, a little bit of pasta water to the yogurt mixture and, you know, toss it so that it's um, nice and creamy. If it's too thick, which it was for me, I had to add a little pasta water, just a tablespoon at a time. You don't want this running off the noodles, which could really happen with yogurt. And then the recipe says, divide the pasta between four bowls and then put the bean chickpea mixture over the top and put some mint and red pepper flakes on top of that. If you're being like plated. I mean, for me, it was one bowl. (laughs) So it worked out. But Betsy, I know I was playing with fire here with an onion recipe. So I'm curious how this worked out. Yeah, so we did. I did actually take these almost to a caramelization, mm. which is funny that you brought that up <laughs> because uh, my family does like caramelized onions, oh. as most people do. <laughs> so I just kind of took these, let them get really you sure. know, sugary, caramelized, kind of, so we could have them in here, which was which was yeah. good. Um, I mean, we liked this, right? It ends sure. up being a a little bit of a lighter pasta dish which is good but if you're a person who's like dinner needs to be hearty Mm. this i would say it's on the lighter side right yeah um and i thought it was a little bit more work than i would want to do in a typical weeknight and i should have probably cooked the lentils oh no before so when you know which makes sense but i was just like i just didn't have time to do that and get this recipe done so i instead just tried to do it all in one night and i would not recommend starting from scratch on this one because you've got your pasta going then you're cooking the lentils and you're making the lentil sauce then you're making the you know like and then it's just like one too many steps onions and you're just like ah for what now i'm kind of got this like simple pasta right which took me a whole lot of like a lot of pots. It was just a journey to get there, right? <laughs> a lot of pots, and you're like, oh, I mean, <laughs> I and you get exactly what you think you would get, and it's good. But I think, like, I don't know, logistically, I should have approached this differently. Yeah, making the lentils ahead or something. It's a lot for one night for a simple dinner. Yeah, I had did not have that situation. Like I did not think this. Was, yeah, I well, I made the lentils ahead of time. Maybe that helped. Okay. Like, yeah. Um, also, I think like you can get pre-cooked lentils a lot of places, and so okay. if this is yeah. like, a, if you are a person, or if you're like, I picture this. I've got lentils in the fridge and a can of chickpeas. What can I make? Yes. And, yes. A, and a thing of yogurt, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
I think having then it gets a little then easier. it gets a little easier. Like I think if you, yeah, if you're boiling lentils, um, that's that's a ton. I I didn't think it was too bad. I actually was like, oh, this is nice because everything is made in the same sauté dish. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think very I just had like the pasta, yeah, like the pasta water going and the lentils going <laughs> and my sauté pan going and my onions going and you know when you you kind of get into it and you're like, this is a lot going on right. the stovetop right now and it wasn't complex but i was just like uh giving me out of control vibes <laughs> were you like hungry or something i'm just like one like i feel like i could have also been i could have also <laughs> been and i wasn't sure if people would love this either so then i was like oh gosh i'm like i got this whole thing going here i feel like this, this is like, an emotional journey pasta. for you in this pasta yeah it was a little <laughs> it was fine people liked it i don't know if i'd make it again to be honest okay um but it was like it was eaten, okay, which is good. And we're so um, lukewarm on this pasta. That's <laughs> just how I feel. I don't you know. Let's stop talking. No, no, it's it. totally fine. It's totally <laughs> fine. Um, I, I thought it was really good. I mean, okay. you know, so I, yeah. I like lentils and chickpeas together. I think the lemon zest made it really good. It kind of reminded me of French onion dip in a weird way because of the mm-hmm. onions and the and the sour cream and the sour cream, the yogurt. Um, yeah, I mean, it did not blow my socks off. I thought for like what it is. It was pretty good. It was a great pantry pasta recipe. But I do think, yeah, like this has to be stuff you have in your pasta in your pantry. You know, it is more than, you know, um, like a one-step pasta dish, right? Where you like make the sauce in the saute pan, put the put the spaghetti in, and then you're done for sure. So it is a bit futzy. And that, for that reason, and because like at the end she's like plate it, and I was like, ah, I think everything could just go in here. Uh, I gave it a four out of five. Yeah, I'm giving it like a four too. I wouldn't. Nothing was, nothing was wrong with. I mean, try it out if you feel like this is something you like and you have lentils and maybe it becomes really easy. And I just was having a bad night. I don't know. <laughs> um, that's why there's two of us. Yeah, right. Exactly. Different perspectives. We'll have to. Well, maybe we'll get to get a poll on the lentil pasta or something. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last one up today is the smoky and spicy yogurt marinated chicken kebabs from Serious Eats. Yeah, so smoky and spicy sounded really good to me for some reason. I was like, oh, and yogurt marinade and chicken is really great at keeping chicken or any meat tender. Um, it's a combination of like the milk proteins and the fat and the lactic acid in there. So I was like, this is going to be great. And it's smoky, excuse me, it's spicy because it's got ginger, hot paprika, cayenne pepper, and black pepper. And then the smoky part is the cumin and smoked paprika kind of have that grounding, smoky, earthy flavor, plus you're grilling it. Um, so, you know, what can you, what's not to love? And it's a nice, simple marinade, right? You just whisk together yogurt, lemon juice, olive oil, ginger, small, salt, smoked paprika, hot paprika, garlic, black pepper, cumin, and cayenne pepper in a medium bowl. This is a lot of ingredients, but these are all things that I have in my house most of the time, except for I almost ran out of smoked paprika. Um, And then you just put it in a plastic bag, marinate for 48 hours, thread it on skewers, and grill until the meat is 165. You let it rest on a platter for five minutes and serve. That's it. Betsy, how did this go? So I I like a smoked paprika Mm. taste. I like a yogurt marinade mm-hmm. for chicken. So I was pretty sure we would like these and we did, which was great. I cut like I took it back on the cayenne. Mm, I was Mine wondering. It's yeah. also been Yeah, I kind of just like on a lot of these things, I just cut it way back to what I think my family 
would. Oh, sure. So, you know, I think that's normal for people to do anyways. Mm -hmm. And let's see here. I did not, I had smoked paprika. I didn't go get separate hot paprika for this. Um, Cause I just felt like I don't use paprika that much and I didn't want like more paprika sitting (laughs) in my pantry. But I think I probably would have enjoyed it. I don't know if that would have made it too hot, too, because then I was like, well, I'm staying away from the hot yeah. stuff anyway. Yeah. It probably actually wasn't a bad idea. I mean, the hot paprika did add some heat, for sure, for me. Did it? Mm-hmm. Okay. But did you like it? I did like it. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. – yeah. But just like a different kind of heat. It had like a lot of different kinds of heat. You know what I mean? Like ginger mm-hmm. and the hot paprika and the cayenne pepper and the black pepper all kind of different, so it made it really delicious. But I don't – I mean, the hot paprika I don't think is going to make or break this. Yeah. I mean, I think if I would have been making it just for myself hmm. or for Ryan and I, I would have gone through, you know, gone for all the spices all the things. Yeah. and done it. But I think you can kind of adjust the seasonings to where you, where you think it might work. And so I broiled these. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was good. So I think on a grill, it'd probably be fantastic. Mm. I just kind of chopped them up and threaded it on some, um, you know, kebab skewers. Nice. And then just broiled for a couple of minutes on each side and flipped them yeah. and broiled, which Perfect. I've done for a couple of times and it works really well. I guess if you have a grill pan too, you could, you could do it that yeah. way if you don't have a grill. Um, but I thought this was useful and I liked the leftovers. Mm-hmm. I love this kind of flavor of marinade and I was happy with it. Yeah. That. I ended up the first night making lettuce wraps with it because I found some like baby iceberg in the store, which is weird. And I don't know what that means. Um, it's probably just another way to sell iceberg lettuce to millennials, but it made perfect lettuce wraps. So I was like, all right. Um, and then put a little dollop of yogurt on top because I've got a lot of gar- yogurt in the fridge now. <laughs> and mm-hmm. some scallions, which was like super good. Um, and then it was like, I felt like I had a fancier meal prep chicken for the week. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I put it in a salad. I've got my high fiber wraps that I put in. And then I think one point I just like ate a couple chunks because I was hungry and had a meeting. <laughs> Like, you know, how it goes. So I, you know, we, you and I talk about keeping protein in the fridge. And I think this is a great option for that because it's super delicious, very moist meat um, and tasty chicken thighs winning again. I mean, you could use breast chicken breast for this for sure. And I know I have some folks that I know that don't care for chicken thighs. I mean, you're a loss, but you could use chicken breasts. I think it just makes sure you're watching the cook time because these could get a little dry. Um, or in like a pita with some cucumber, yeah, yeah. tomato, and mint. That would be really good. Yeah. Five out of five for yeah. me. I could have had nothing bad to say about these things. Me too. I'm going to give them a five out of five. And I did, I do like uh, having something in the season for the meal prep sometimes we just like grill a bunch of chicken or something and this makes it feel nicer because you've actually marinated like put a delicious put them in a delicious marinade and then it feels kind of fancy and special oh for sure yeah or like you do the spice rub and you're like oh hmm." (laughs) like one step beyond a spice rub i thought anyway wrapping it up my favorite had to be the charred tomatoes they won my heart I did love the chicken, but the charred tomatoes one. Yeah, Kate, those tomatoes were so good. I can't stop thinking about them. And I'm going to make them again before I've got some tomatoes right now. Nice. I'm going to make them this week. Uh, and I'm, I'm really liking it. I love yeah. that for you. Well, if any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com. We have links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques we talked about, and a lot more. 
If you'd like to chat with us, please join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast, and you just search that up, and you can find us there. Okay, Kate, smorgasbord today. We're going to flash back to some of our favorite yogurt recipes, because we've been doing this for a while now, which means this is our, not our first, yeah. uh, first time we've covered yogurt recipes, just first time we've made them all in one episode. So what's a favorite of yours? Um, I remember, remember when we were obsessed with Lepna after we reviewed Stay Tuned? Yes. And that's like yes. all we made <laughs> for like weeks yeah. and weeks. And it was like <laughs> starting to worry that our, our listeners would be like, please, please stop making this. It's like, uh-huh. I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> but to make Lepna, if you've never, if you've ever had it, I would describe it as like if yogurt turned, was like a yogurt ch- cream cheese cousin. Right, because it's real mm-hmm. thick. Um, so you just mm-hmm. drain yogurt, Greek yogurt usually, in a cheesecloth overnight or for several hours until you can roll it into balls, and that which is one option. But basically, you can use it as a spread. You can um, I feel like there was like a honey option. There's a lot of different right? things to say tuned. There's a lot. Um, but one of my favorites is rolling it into balls, and then you can marinate it in a small jar in olive oil, garlic, red pepper, and oregano. And that is so good. As like a little appetizer mm. snack. Because like you kind of scoop it out with a little bit of the olive oil that's like all spiced. And then it's this delicious olive oil yogurt dip. It's just really good. But Betsy, I know you have some yogurt favorites as well. Yeah, I have not. I need to revisit that cookbook and check some of that out. Mm-hmm. Because there are some things I have not made yet that I should make. Uh, I have been doing kind of a simpler Greek yogurt herb dip, which I talked about before, but I just can't stop making it, Mm -hmm. which is like chopping up all the fresh herbs, mixing it into the Greek yogurt with a little bit of salt. I think that is key Mm -hmm. is to get a little salt going in there. Um, Sometimes I drip some olive oil, drizzle a little Mm -hmm. olive oil on the top, depending on how I'm feeling. And then that just has been going in our fridge with carrots and celery for a kind of high higher protein heartier yeah make the vegetable snack more substantial so that's been really good and in episode 58 we did a burlap and barrel interview with ethan and we made a couple of recipes and one was a silver inspired egg which is like a fried egg and a yogurt sauce with urfa chili and i had forgotten about Mm. this one kate (laughs) that is so delicious. Yeah. That egg, fried egg yogurt combo mm-hmm. is amazing. Oh my gosh. It sounds like the first time I heard of it, I was like, really? Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> huh. But man, that was delicious. Like, I want to make that for lunch this week or breakfast or something. At some point, I want to make that. And the Urfa chili powder comes from Burlap and Barrel. It's similar to um, Aleppo chili powder, but it's kind of a little smoky. Very delicious. If you have not been to Burlap and Barrel and gotten that, we are not sponsored, but we do love them as a company and um, cannot recommend that enough. Um, but yeah, that dish is so good. It reminds me of Julia Tertian has an egg with yogurt as well, mm-hmm. um, which is also delicious. It's that hot, cold thing. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Really. All those recipes are amazing. We'll have links to that um, in our show notes. So, Betsy, we are going to, of course, dig into yogurt a little bit because I could not help myself (laughs) with yogurt. And we wanted to see, like, what kinds 
are in the grocery store and what kinds could we use? And so I found a great website by Jessica Galvin. She's a food scientist, had an exhaustive review on her website of Western style yogurts. So if you ever want to know the difference between Australian and French yogurt, you should go there. Um, I think the main takeaway for me was that yogurt is yogurt due to the cultures of bacteria. And I found some other interesting ones like in China, they'll ferment milk with rice wine as a dessert I mean, of course, Indian lassis, which are blended with water and spices, can be sweet or savory. And then kumis, which is a Central Asian alcoholic yogurt beverage. So I was like, this is so good. So for I dig into yogurt. Who knew? <laughs> for cooking, just a reminder, Greek yogurt is the thickest and has really been strained the most. And so if you are making a dip or you're making something where you really need that heft, that's the way to go. Try to find your favorite brand. I have my favorite for eating. I have one that I don't like my, I might like for cooking. I try to look for yogurts that also don't have a lot of stabilizers in them. Pectin, guar gum, those kinds of things. If you are going to cook with them or even make Greek yogurt out of them, I find those stabilizers just add a weird texture and sometimes a flavor that I don't care for. But find your, find, find one you really like. Um, Look for fat too. If you're making baked goods, you actually do generally want the fat, unless you're going skinny taste or low fat and then, you know, follow the recipe. Um, and also the amount of water and yogurt will matter. Swapping out French yogurt for Greek yogurt may not work out for you. French yogurt has a lot of, like the Yoplait of the world have a lot of water in them compared to Greek yogurt. And that might mess with your baking recipe um, or your regular recipe. So make sure you're looking at the recipe, following along. A good recipe will have it indicated uh, just like our recipes do. And, you know, that way you won't have something go, you know, go sideways when you're trying to cook. Uh, Betsy, do you have a favorite yogurt? I'm so curious. Oh, uh, no. I'm very experimental with my yogurt <laughs> tasting. So I... I do like, I usually keep a carton of, um, like a carton of Greek yogurt mm. and then also a carton of regular yogurt in the fridge, both plain, sometimes full fat, sometimes non-fat. Usually one or the other is non-fat and mm. full fat, mm -hmm. depending on, on how I'm using them. But I always buy plain. I never buy flavored yogurt. I will on a very rare occasion, and I haven't done it since I moved down. So how rare it is. So I moved here, what, in November? And I haven't bought it since. But in New England, especially, there's like some Vermont creameries that will do a maple full flat fat yogurt, mm. which is like <laughs> super, yeah, very good. super good. <laughs> um, but maybe not something to eat every day. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'll just, I'll look around and find my favorite brand. Sometimes if you go to the farmer's market, you can find local yogurts, which can be really delicious. And I had one in Rhode Island that I loved. They were a little farm in Little Compton. So good. Um, right now, I haven't found my favorite, but, you know, I'm looking. I'm looking. Who knew? I was so obsessed with yogurt. Now I'm really digging into this. And yes, it's a thing for me. Anyway, yeah. curious to hear about your yogurt preferences. Maybe we'll do a poll in the Facebook group or something. Um, but we've got a fun announcement. This month is all about bringing more people to our podcast Dinner Sisters community. And we have our first winner for inviting people to our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. It's true. Our first winner is Teresa Mullen. And we're really excited to have you Yay. in the group. We'll be uh, contacting you. Look out for a message for the bare minimum dinners prize. Send you a DM. 
get your shipping address and get that sent out. So yeah. a fun, successful first week of giveaways moving into the second week of September, mm-hmm. second week of like fun fun giveaway yeah. September month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kate, what do we have going on now? <laughs> yeah. So we are releasing an interview with Dorothy Callens. If you're in our Facebook group, you may have seen this already. She wrote a book called Kitchen Whispers. She was the founder, co-founder and co and editor-in-chief for a while of Savor magazine. Um, and so she's got, and she's lived a life in food with all sorts of other things since then. And so it's stories, recipes, and tips from her work in the food world. Uh, she was a great interview. We will be releasing it this week. And so if you join our newsletter this week, or if you are a member of our newsletter list, you will be entered in a drawing for her book, which is just, I mean, I would describe it as just a really lovely read for your cup of tea, you know, or your like relaxation time. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I think you guys will too. So join our newsletter. You can do that by going to dinnersisters.com and there'll be a pop-up and you can join our newsletter there. We also have a widget. If you can't find us, find us on Instagram or Facebook and we will send you a link or just add you the old fashioned way, type you in. Uh, but we'd love to have you join and have you get our newsletters every week. Okay, Kate, coming up next week, we have some cooler mornings. It's getting a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. Time for a fall recipe, maybe? Yeah, I think we're just like easing into fall here, of course, in Atlanta, mm-hmm. which is I'm not quite used to. I'm like, is it cool? I don't know. Um, <laughs> some of my friends yeah. that I um, video chat with are uh, <laughs> will video chat me with like full um, fleeces on in Maine. So they're fully right. right. <laughs> They're fully in fall. So if you are there too, we've got some autumnal bean recipes, <laughs> like a wild rice soup that has beans as its secret ingredient, which is kind of fun. Oh, that is kind of fun. All right. See you next week. That's So that's what's for dinner. See you next time on the Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. And speaking of newsletters, if you'd like some dinner in your inbox every week, you can go to dinnersisters.com. We've got that newsletter subscription as well as show notes, other fun stuff. If you have dinner ideas, you can always find us on Instagram or on Facebook. Send us a DM there, or you can send us an email at dinnersisterspodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. We're also on Patreon. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can find us there at patreon.com slash dinnersisters, where you can also find our after the show, if you want to hear what we talk about. But as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. That's how people get to know us. Thanks, and happy eating. Happy eating.